Welcome to Plodcast, episode 80. Uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. Um, I mean, you, you're commuting, right? And you could be listening to music. You could be you could be listening to an edifying book. But no, you decided to listen to this this podcast. So I I wanted to talk a little bit about a move that is being run on us, a play that's being uh, run on us. That you might think, well, that's what's wrong with the, you know. What's going on here? I smell a rat, but what what is it? I'm, I want to talk about uh, the problem of consent, the problem of consent as an as a measuring rod for what constitutes licit or legitimate sexual activity. Um, you may have heard that California has required on college campuses. The state of California requires enthusiastic consent to any sexual encounter at every stage of the proceedings. So uh, consent has to be enthusiastically offered, and that consent can be withdrawn at any time. And so the consent is sort of like this umbrella that covers every sexual encounter. And... A short time after they did that, California applied this standard of consent to all high schools in California. So what's the problem with that? Obviously, someone might say if that consent is not um, offered, if that consent is not there, then what you have is a rape, right? Um, Right. Uh, Correct. But what we're doing is we're turning one of God's standards the living God, the true God, the the ultimate God, one of his standards, you know, prohibits that kind of uh, a violent, non-consensual uh, rape that is prohibited under God's law. Okay? So, what's wrong with requiring consent? The problem is not that we have required consent. The problem is that we have made consent the God of the system. It's This is not a standard that comes from the living God, this consent idol has become the God of the system itself. Consent is, is, is the God because consent can authorize anything. Consent can be good with anything. And you can see this by the fa- in the fact that California applied this to high schools. Uh, um, when we talk about... Uh, uh, consent. One of the things that should come up in our discussion is an awareness of the age of consent. So, in um, all states, you've got a concept of statutory rape, um, where you say a child, let's say a child of ten, is um, not capable of giving consent. Um, they're not competent to give consent. And so, consequently, if someone is underage, if a 21-year-old man seduces a 16-year-old girl, um, he, even if she was an enthusiast, even if she was an enthusiastic participant in the sexual encounter, um, the state says she did not have the capacity to give enthusiastic consent, whatever her behavior might have been. And so, um, 
an, a man who of full age who takes advantage of a girl that way can go to can go to jail for it because uh, it was statutory rape. Uh, he obtained consent from someone who is not able to give consent. But when you make consent the god of the system as opposed to one of the standards given to us by the true god of the true system, what happens is this. You start focusing on what that 14-year-old girl or 16-year-old girl wanted. And the, reason, the thing that brought this to mind in um, – uh, to my mind recently, has been the stories that have been floating around the internet about uh, young boys, you know, eight or 10 or you know, 11 year old boys who are uh, performing as drag queens. So they, these young boys are in adult situations, highly sexualized situations, um, doing their drag performance. And it's obvious to the whole world that they're consenting to it. They're not. Um, they're not up there performing with someone behind them holding a gun, making them do it. They're consenting to it. They're even willfully embracing it. But gone is the idea of that developed in Christendom over centuries of a child in their minority is not capable of rendering consent. So what we're what we're doing is we are making. Uh, an enthusiastic affirmation coming from somebody, regardless of what age they are, as being the thing that authenticates the um, uh, the encounter. And so, if if a ten year old can consent uh, to be a drag queen, then why can't a ten year old consent to have a man at the bar take him home? Why can't he consent to that? Well. In order to answer the question, you have to what? You have to you have to open your Bibles. You have to say, you know, is there a God over all this? Uh, does God care how we live? Does God have an opinion on this? And the answer is yes, He does. So consent is an element of a biblical worldview, but it is not the God of that biblical worldview. So, for our book review section of uh, podcast, episode 80, uh, I want to uh, commend a suite of books by um, David Wells. Um, this, um, he's, David Wells has written a number of things that are good and edifying, but they're, uh, the project that occupied him over the last decade or more has resulted in a number of books that um, they're... They're dense, uh, tightly reasoned, packed with um, theological analysis, and they're, but they're the kind of book that every one of them, when I've finished with the book or when I'm in the course of reading the book, I want to close the cover of the book and go to war. I, this, uh, these books are great. Um, the books are um, they're, they're part of a sustained intellectual project on the part of Wells. Um, and uh, the books are Whatever Happened to Truth, Whatever Happened to Truth, uh, there's God in the Wasteland, Losing Our Virtue, Above All Earthly Powers, The Courage to be Protestant, and God in the Whirlwind. Um, 
I, I would say that I would venture to say that um, Wells's main adversary is the postmodern squish that's going on all around us. Uh, these books are are just if if a pastor wants to grow a backbone, these are great books to do it with. Um, why uh, why are the backbones of so many uh, men eroding? Why is it so hard? Why is it so difficult? Um, uh, whatever happened to truth, God in the wasteland, losing our virtue above all earthly powers, the courage to be Protestant, and God in the whirlwind. Um, the, uh, if you want a project for 2019, if you want to work your way through um, some books that will put some steel in your soul, that will explain why so few people have any steel in their soul, why this is such a why this is so difficult. Um, no, these are the books for you. I, I, I think, that, and don't expect it's not like a, uh, it's not like a coach, a football coach at halftime, rallying his players by you know a rah rah speech. It's not that kind of thing. This is detailed, sustained analysis, and uh, I, I think that there's an entire theological education that's wrapped up in these books that's they, they're just a uh, just a wonderful package continuing on with um, episode 80 of our podcast we come now to um, the word anthroperescos anthroperescos it's used, this word is used twice in the New Testament. This is, oh, by the way, this is our hamartiology section, if you didn't pick up on that. Um, and this, used, this word, used twice, is used twice in the parallel letters of Ephesians and Colossians, respectively. The word is translated as men-pleaser and refers to the lout who can be prevailed upon to work diligently only when the boss is watching. So... Servants are told to work obediently with fear and trembling, quote, not with eye service as men pleasers, there's our word, as men pleasers, but as the servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart, Ephesians 6, 6. Paul says the same thing to the Christian slaves at Colossa. They were to obey in all things, quote, not with eye service as men pleasers, in Colossians three twenty two. Christian laborers are called to perform their vocational calling in the presence of God and are not told and, and they are not to do what they do for show. All right? We are not to do what we are doing for show. Um, now, of course, if you're a good employee, you're going to please your boss, who's a man, but you're not doing it externally. Uh, what this word refers to is um, pleasing men with appearances only. All right, so when the boss comes around, you, you're industriously shoveling away, and as soon as he disappears again, you're leaning on your shovel. That's, that's what men-pleasing uh, is in this uh, context. So when appearances are the thing, corners are cut, lies are told, and slipshod materials seem like a great idea. But this is inconsistent with singleness of heart, fearing God.
You've spent a pleasant half hour with podcast proprietor Douglas Wilson. This podcast is produced by Canon Press. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform. To hear more from Doug, please visit canonpress.com.